0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Settle back now, content, comfortable, well fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime.
0: Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased orange blooded homers, Sean and Joe. First thing I've seen in 30 years.
2: What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you the fans voice. Welcome. Happy Thursday.
3: Oh, absolutely. Happy yeah. Thursday, buddy. Yes.
2: Going into um, Happy Friday. <laughs> or going into oh. going into Happy Your Friday. Yeah. So, I, I mean. I
3: call, it a, I call it Finally Friday.
2: Finally Friday. The good thing about <laughs> being super, super duper busy at work, not that anybody cares, is that um, days just flip, bro. Fly. Like I yeah. work 10, 11 hours a day, and it's just like, before I know it, it's like, I'm way behind, and here comes Friday. So, I mean, it's like, take good with the bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just
3: look forward to getting the honey-do list done on the weekend.
2: That's right. (laughs) So, um, well, we've got a couple couple things. uh, We didn't want, we were going to skip, we were going to go two weeks straight, but it didn't work too much stuff happens all the time. Yeah. uh, And, you know, I
3: didn't want to get through, like, three games or two games of, you know, Beheim's Army and not have something in between, right?
2: Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I I get it. So uh, what we've got for you is the 13th and the 14th um, recruiting uh, commits for the 2021 cycle. And we also got, obviously, Beheim's Army, Downs, Menemaki, 76 to 69, we'll go over the good, bad, and the ugly of that. We'll get James's thoughts on that quick. And he, he we are bringing him on to uh, help us with the pregame for um, Sideline Cancer, So, which will be played Saturday at 4. So that's going to be lots of stuff. We'll see if we can um, see how we can do it here. Okay, But first, obviously, you guys know. This show is distributed by Armchair Media and it is the title sponsor for this show and Armchair Media combined is betonline.ag, right? So, look, there's no shortage of action going on right now with our bet, uh, with our partners at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA uh, announcing its return in July, but right now UFC, boxing, NASCAR and international soccer have all resumed. Um, you can place your bets online at BetOnline. They have the best odds and lines uh, for all the upcoming games and matches. If you need more, Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for our devout gamblers. So go check it out. Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device today. Join now and receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Thank you, BetOnline. Also, look, it is summertime. It is summertime, and that means that you are going to be going to the beach, for those of you who live around the beach, right? And um, Or Green Lakes or Sylvan Beach, <laughs> I guess, right? And you're not going to yeah, want to yeah. hairy back or anything like that, right, Joe? I mean, Joe not really a hairy guy. Like, really? No. Like... No. I mean, like, minus,
3: I mean, you can take away the head part, it's still really... Yeah, it's not. So, definitely no hair on the back.
2: Yeah, you don't have a hairy back, you don't got to worry about that. Well, neither do nah. I, but some guys do. Well, we oh, have the yeah. perfect solution for you. So, start taking notes. Manscape has got the new Lawnmower 3. It's been beautifully redesigned to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is the third generation, hence... uh features the advanced skin safe technology upgraded so you can keep those bad boys nice and smooth or your back now listen ladies you know you can also use this thing i mean you know women go to the beach too um if last i checked and you know you would steal your you can steal your man's uh lawnmower 3.0 if you need to (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying. In theory. I'm sure. just saying. Uh, the Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest hair trimmer ever created and just released the new Lawnmower 3.0. Um, and it's premium. I mean, it's premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes. So you can take a long shave. You can even shave with this bad boy in the shower. And the LED light. Uh, which illuminates the grooming area for a closer, more precise trimming, even in the shower, guys. And let's not forget the charging stand. Show off the mower loud and proud because this intelligent design stand is for convenience charging dock and it's powered by a USB. Um, and you know, people have written in, a couple people have written in to us, you know who you are, and told us about their lawnmower 2.0. Just imagine the redesigned lawnmower. 3.0 folks or hey, hey you know wait till next year get the 4.0 I don't know so uh, go try it for yourself though go to manscaped.com use the promo code armchair that's manscaped.com get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com that's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code armchair your boys will thank you we thank you manscaped and batonline.he so alright Joe, the 13th yes, and 14th recruits of the 2021 cycle are um, in the books and verbal commits. Obviously, these are all yeah. uh, pending still. But um, one real exciting one. Um, and we got we'll start with the the 13th Jateus Greer uh, gear. I keep wanting to say Greer, and I'll probably do that until he's a senior. So <laughs> <laughs> I knew a Gre- I knew a Greer in high school. So um, yeah. Verbally committed, he's a rising senior at Belton-Hoana Path High School in South Carolina. He announced his decision late Tuesday morning. And according to uh, Syracuse.com, 6'5", 240-pound gear is rated three stars, number 63 63 strong side defensive end of the cycle, uh, 247. Composite rankings uh, is what Syracuse.com based that information off of. So um, his list included Georgia Tech, Kansas State, U- uh, UCF, Western Kentucky, Memphis, and East Carolina, uh, among others. So, Joe, this is the – by the way, this is the fifth defensive lineman following Jaylen Moss, Terry Lockett, Hayden Nelson, Derek McDonald, and, and that's it. Those are the other no, four. No, well,
3: that, that really it kind of makes sense. Based upon, if you go back and look at some of our shows where we've talked about the depth and the team and stuff, even for probably the past two years, and we knew that we had a senior-laden uh, defensive line last year, and coming into this year, we knew we'd have enough as far as starters, but I mean, we still have a lot of unproven depth, so we we knew that that was kind of the the weakness of our team, so to speak. So it does it, it makes a lot of sense that uh, that they're going that route, and the fact that. You got to look at the turnover as well. You know, when you bring in a new scheme, bring in a new system, three-three-five. We've already seen what four or five defensive players already go on the transfer portal. So, um, yeah, you got to kind of uh, prioritize the defense and getting players in there that that match your style. So, and and this guy is definitely one of them. Uh, and I know that you everyone wants to look at the quarterback and say, oh, you know, that was the best one, but. When you look at 247 Sports and their ranking, their composite rankings, uh, these 2 are Lampson at number one, but uh, Jateus Gear right behind him right now is a second-rated uh, recruit from this class. And according to 247 Sports, and I'm looking right now, they have him at 6'5", 260. And you know, watching his tape, he's very athletic. Uh, he's fast off the ball. And again, 6'5", 260—that's great size. And he's still got you know one more year to come in, or if they don't play, he's still he's got a year to to get his body right. And, um, he had some impressive offers. So I'm pretty excited about him. looks like he fits, fits pretty well, uh, for what we're looking for, um, to try to try to get pressure on the quarterback. Because as we talked to Tyler, uh, last episode about the three, three, five, that's one of the things that, um, you're playing against passing teams. There's going to be times where we're going to have to try to get pressure with, rushing only three or, or four and um, getting guys like this is, is a good step towards that.
2: Yeah. And obviously working on getting all the, the, the defense set, which is nice watching, starting to watch some of this come together, especially with, you know, a couple of guys leaving a couple of key guys leaving next year. So um, yeah. I, I don't know why this is clipping. The recording is clipping and I don't know why and it's really bugging me. So anyways, um, it's doing it on you, Joe. It's not doing it on me. I don't know why. So, Sorry. (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Lampson, as you mentioned, is rated three stars by Rivals. Six foot three. Um, he threw for 3,114 yards and counted for 29 total touchdowns during his junior season at Oak Ridge High School. Uh, his performance earned him first team All League honors and Sacramento Bees All Metro Player of the Year honors, according to News Magician. Um, he turned down offers from Sacramento State, S- San Jose State, uh, and some D1s, Boise State, New Mexico State, Wyoming, and others. And he actually chose Syracuse over Ooh. Louisville. So. Uh, that says a lot. Look, um, this.
3: Uh, I love how you th- brought up Sacramento State, by the way.
2: <laughs> well, it's just it was just in here. So it was on noons. Um, but he's from Sacramento. He's from that area. So. Right. Um, <clears throat> but when you watch his tape, Joe, and you and you and you see this kid play, he has got. He makes some awkward throws look easy in awkward positions. He can scramble. He's not afraid to stay in the pocket and take a hit. He um, he can scramble when he needs to. He can he can um, prolong plays and and get what he's looking for. There was one play I saw in his reel. Was he was he is he a punter too, or was he just in there for a fake or something? Anyways, the snap goes way over his head into the end zone, and this dude just stands in the end zone and launches a rocket. Um, yeah. So. Um, it, really good he reminds me like i told you he reminds me of eric Dungey, but with a little more accuracy i guess is the way i'd put it
4: yeah
3: yeah he when i looked at him in his tape uh, it kind of reminded me of Dungey, except for uh there's a couple little different differences in in my opinion uh obviously um being you know dual threat quarterback he's coming out he's probably a little bit higher rated than Dungey was coming out uh he got better offers Six um, three, but two ten, and I mean, obviously, we know any quarterback we were going to get this year in our recruiting class. They're still sitting behind Tommy for two years, right? So he knows that. I'm sure anyone coming in knows that. Going to get his body right, uh, but the one thing that I noticed more than anything, like you said, I mean, with Dungy, when he scrambled, you knew he he tucked the ball and he
2: was. He going. wasn't going to throw usually,
3: right? So, and, and the one thing that I noticed um, with uh, Justin and his tape is that he can scramble, but it's the scrambling and kind of like prolonging the play. He's always keeping his eyes down the field and he's keeping his options open. He only, uh, on certain plays... Last he's, resort. He's, right, it's more of a last resort kind of kind of run. Now he can go ahead and, I mean, obviously being the 26th dual threat quarterback in this class, he can definitely put the ball down and run, uh, but I think that's the one strength that he has over Dungy. I don't think that he's going to have the... The guts, And I don't know if he's ever going to get to the size that Dungy had, you know, some of the, just the gutsy plays. I and mean, we can go back, go back in history and time and talk about those plays. We all know what we're talking about. Um, and I'm not saying that this kid doesn't have guts, but he's definitely one of those guys well, where I'm going to, I'm going to prolong this play as long as possible without having to get hit. And a lot of times that's where you get those receivers that get open. Cause it's hard to guard a guy for four or five, six seconds if you're prolonging the play.
2: Well, when you, when we talk guts, and and we look at you know comparing him to Dungey, you know Dungey did amazing things, amazing right. things, but he abused his body. He right. used himself yep. up. You look at Justin's tape. He will he will bring. He's got a line. He's got a line. Yep. He's gonna slide. Okay, right. that's smart. Yep. I mean, we kind of need that, right? So, right. but he yeah. does those. He he makes those moves. He can he can stretch those plays like you said. But he's a little more safe. He's not a like we call Dungy a warrior for a reason Be- right. because yeah. he's an absolute freaking warrior. I mean, right. <laughs> he did not We slide. didn't always
3: say that the things that he did were the smartest things, right? Right. Like his body. Yeah. It, I mean, as a fan, you'll love it when the guy goes out there and, oh, he, hell and he does yeah. the things that Dungy, Dungy did, right? I told you, you, I loved go.
2: when Dungy got unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. I didn't care. I'd take them all day.
3: Oh, yeah. And the way <laughs> he just would go and take on linebackers and stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's something that's <laughs> going to gonna be hard to forget i mean those you know, were the chill
2: moments those are the moments that give you goosebumps with dungy you go back uh, yeah. and watch him they give you goosebumps
3: no yeah kicking that guy in miami you yeah know, jumping up
2: flying kicking the guy yeah
3: throwing the interception and then him ripping it from the defensive end like there's i mean there's countless plays like that in dungy's career you know um but but this kid like i said i mean you you see it nowadays and the, one of the biggest ones is like i'm not gonna i'm not comparing him to pat mahomes but i'm saying this is what you see with Pat Mahomes in the NFL, one of the best things he can do. Yeah, he can run, but you don't see him taking a lot of hits, right? You see him prolonging the play and very accurate, strong arm, and he waits until there's a receiver open, keeps his eyes downfield, and and like we said, last resort he'll run or slide, you know, but he's protecting his body, and that's the one thing that I saw with this kid.
2: Um, Okay, so moving on, Baham's Army, they're going to move to what? The exciting eight? Can you say it? Well, like? I wanted to mention one more thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Leach, you remember Just, this time. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, well, because I forgot about Jatay's gear and, you know, and yeah, like yeah. that. But um, looking at 247 Sports Crystal Ball prediction, uh, I've been reading a couple. I think Syracuse.com put an article out there. There's a um, linebacker out of Milford, Pennsylvania, Jason Henderson. Um, he's uh, another priority target, which is another one of the – like the last two that we talked about were priority targets. And – He's a 6'1", hundred10 pound outside linebacker, and I know it doesn't sound impressive, but I urge you Jason Henderson, just go look at his tape. He's got us in our last four the crystal ball prediction has him choosing uh, Syracuse uh, and he's I think he's one of those guys where he's a little undersized so he's got you know I think some of the the Army Navy you know academy school stuff like that. Um, but he's very, very athletic, and I'll tell you what, he plays like he's bigger than six one two ten. Go ahead and take, take a look at uh, – and go look at his tape because that might be the next – that might be the 15th commit in this class very shortly.
2: I was on mute. Okay. Um, Joe? Joe wanted to call it. He did – he did – Call. Um, he did say after we, we got off there last time, he said Jataeus. He forgot to mention Jateus gear. So
3: Yeah, so so I just
2: didn't want to. It, it happens. To happen There's two I, times I, in a row. I will tell you, though, every time we get off, no matter what the situation or what's going on, one of us is like, oh, my gosh, I forgot this or I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Almost every time. No, oh, uh, I wanted pretty, to say that. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It, it happens. But anyway, look. Um, Beheim's army—they're going to move on to the the exciting eight, elite eight, whatever you want to call it—in uh, the TBT. They won, as we mentioned early, seventy-six to sixty-nine against Men of Mackey. It was a little closer than I liked, so we're going to do a little good, bad, and the ugly. I got to get, get back into the the swing of this. So let's see the good. Eric Dievendorf, he became TBT's fourth all-time leading scorer, which is amazing. After that game, he went nine for fourteen for twenty. Uh, for a a game, which was the game high there. Richardson with 15, uh, 10 from the charity stripe. Beheim's Army actually went 28 for 32 from the line, 87.5%. The bad, uh, some of the shot selection allowed Menemaki to bring the game pretty close after um, being up by 10 going into the third quarter. Uh, I think they were, you know, up by two going into the fourth or something like that. So, um, but... Also down low, obviously we have the size problems. Uh, Menemaki outscored Baham's Army 36 to 26 in the paint, and in second chance points was 13 and 4 according to Nunes. The ugly four for 21 from deep, 19 percent from behind the arc, just um, not good, not great, Bob. So um, yeah, no, that's gonna have to change. They're gonna have to do a little bit more down low. They're uh, they're Obviously, it's a little small, and they're gonna have to hit those shots because they should have probably crushed Menemaki, in my opinion. Uh, I wasn't yeah. that impressed with well, that team, but it was just first first, game. I understand. I understand. Yep, got the little jitters going on there. Yes, first game a long time. Seven three. Ivan Drago. Yeah. So there's that. Absolutely, I totally agree.
3: But so I uh, don't think there's another guy as big as him in the tournament. So
2: well, that's good.
3: Oh well, yeah, it's like, that's good.
2: Um, we'll we'll bring on James. Uh, and talk about Diamond Stone. See what's going on with him uh, for sideline cancer. Another pretty big guy. So I think he's like 6'11", 255 or something. He's yeah. Well,
3: he's, I think I've heard something, but I'm not gonna. I won't.
2: Yeah, I think I did too. In fact, I won't James, talk ahead of James. James, James told me so. We'll bring him on in a second. Um, do, what do you got to say about the last game, Joe? Anything before we bring James on? Uh,
3: I just – there was a lull there where I um, – Yes,
2: very Syracuse-ish lull.
3: Yeah, one-on-one, a lot of just bad shots. Yeah. Uh, I um I know that sometimes I'm critical of Dante Green, and I think offensively – uh, Yeah, well, I mean, offensively, he, he did get to the offensive – I mean, to the free throw line. He and didn't do bad. Really – well, com- points wise, he just he didn't shoot a great percentage point wise. He didn't do bad. But as far as deep, that's where, really what impressed me was defensive wise uh, him going out there and having to play that center position, which I don't believe he played at all at Syracuse. Uh, so, yeah, it's just one of those things where
2: one rebound away from a double double I mean, for what he was having to that- do. Not terrible.
3: He impressed. He 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 impressed me as far as defense and holding his own for for a minute there. I thought he was going to foul out early, but being able to, I mean, playing against that that seven three Haas and, and still being able to hold your own and get the rebounds and he got a couple steals and then our defense I feel like kind of kicked it up a notch at the end of the game. Uh, started finding the passing lanes and getting some steals. So uh, they finished it off. But again, uh, you'd like to see a little bit more continuity. But who knows how much practice time they've gotten? So I mean, there's so many variables. Uh, Nothing I really saw surprised me, but I kind of on the same page as you as far as I felt like they should have probably ha- handled it a little bit easier.
2: Yeah, I'll ch- I'll chalk it up to, to nerves. That's fine. Um, okay, so let's bring let's bring James on, but first, obviously, we're gonna have to talk about bet online one more time, one more time. You guys know the deal. If you're gonna bet online, there's only one place to go. BetOnline.ag, okay. The most important thing about BetOnline.aj, go there and check out the TBT stuff. But even if there's sports not going on, even if sports were to disappear, they've got the simulated sports. NFL, NBA, UFC, um, probably NCAA once that starts back up. Happening live every day for the devout gamblers. So check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of the live casino games. You've got that. Poker tournaments and the best props in the business. So visit betonline.ag on your computer and mobile device today. Join now and receive your welcome bonus, Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Thank you, Bat Online. All right, so let's bring James on. All right, there it is, the official intro music for James and Tyler. This time, it's James. At James Zuba on Twitter, the uh, Syracuse Orange Basketball beat writer for Noon's Magician. James, how you doing, buddy?
1: dun done dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We got the throwback song in here, man. Yeah.
2: I like the—is that a new headset? <laughs> uh,
1: it's, it is. It's It's newish. Uh, I got it when I came up here. It's a Turtle Beach meant for my PS4, but I just started using <laughs> it like for and videos now. So, you know— I'm uh, yeah, talking with this now.
2: That's awesome. You know what I love more than the head says that you're a PS4 guy, not an Xbox guy. That I love. Yep. That I love. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. um, all right. Well, look let's let's talk some beheim's Army, and then we'll talk about your uh, the the little interview you had with Malachi, which is um, it's everywhere. You can go to noons and watch it. We posted it Facebook and Twitter. You can check it Every out time. there. Um, so the three seed Bayheim's Army is going to face the what the twenty three seed or twenty two seed.
1: 22 seed 22 yes yeah
2: sideline cancer this saturday at four o'clock on espn joe and i just yes. talked briefly about the last game um a little a little little syracuse lull there towards about the three-quarter point the three-quarter mm-hmm. of the way through the game which is typical um yes. a team they probably could have hammered on uh missed a lot of shots from the outside and um kind of you know, well, typical first game. You you talked to Malachi. Said you know, got the got the jitters out. Malachi hasn't played since his surgery in January. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what'd you see? What'd you see there? And then and then tell us what you think about sideline cancer.
1: Yeah, just just like every Syracuse game that's ever been played, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> first it's it's been really good just to have like sports back on and absolutely. Um, it sounds like TBT's doing everything the right way in terms of like health and you know, safety and that's, that's the priority. And, um, they definitely taking the testing like very serious. So, um, you know, I don't know if this is something that could like occur anywhere else, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been just good to have sports back on TV and, you know, just something to look forward to. But, um, yeah, as, as, as for the game, like, I think you hit the nail on the head, like, you know, Syracuse pretty good first half. Um, you know, they had a 10 point lead at the half Malachi hit that three going into the break. And then, Kind of let, kind of let them come back in. You you know you know teams are going to make a run. I don't think anybody is like really. Maybe one or two, but I don't think anybody's really blown anybody out in TBT, which which has been more fun that way. Um, but then you know they they made their run and Devo took over. I mean Devo had a great third quarter. He was getting to the rim. He's attacking with that left, finishing with the left as we've seen him do so so often. And uh, one one thing the Bayheim's Army guys did that I think other teams haven't done so well when they've had the lead going into the Elam ending is they still controlled the game and they still played well. Uh, I think some of these other teams kind of, they've, they've frozen up a little bit or, you know, it's it becomes a different game with the Elam ending, but uh, credit to them for, for closing it out and, and playing strong all the way through.
2: Yeah. They may men kind of played a sloppy Elam ending. It was not great. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Um, but
3: well, depending on your lead, I mean, if you just play, Tough, right. go to the hole, get to the line like we did. Uh, you just chip away at those points. I mean, you've seen some of these guys where they get, they're down four or, or they're only four points away or three points away from the elementing, and they're just hucking up threes. I mean, when you see the the upset today. Third bag came back. They were down by like eighteen at some point. I mean, that was a great comeback. They were down. I think it was ninety-seven, ninety-one, and they were going, and they were playing to one hundred and one. Now the team just kept shooting threes, shooting threes, shooting threes, instead of just going to the line like what Syracuse did. They could have easily put that down. But like to James' point, a lot of teams are doing that. That elementing, I think, changes the mentality of how you close out games.
2: Yeah, a little bit because you play the four minutes. Most of most those games don't go past what that four minute mark would be either. So you're doing a lot before the four minute mark too. like, it really wasn't getting setting up great for us before the four minute mark. Uh, I think they hit, they, they, they hit something and we got to go the line with no time on the clock. Yeah. So it, it wasn't setting up great. And we had what we had, was it 69? I think we had, so we had to score seven. So it could have went anyway. And it's exciting like that, but it's like so typical. So <laughs> typical. <laughs> like,
1: you do. I, I kind of had a feeling. I thought that they were gonna win, like based on the way the game was going, but that it was gonna be a little bit tighter. I was right. like, they're gonna win by like three. Like, watch them win by three. I just like had that feeling, you know? Yeah. Typical. But, what do you right. guys think of the Do you do you I love like it, it or are you I love not it. a fan of it?
2: I love it in this setting. I don't want to see it in college basketball. I don't. Yeah. But in yeah, this setting, I, I think it's perfect. I think it's great. Adds that little bit of excitement. Too much. There's too much at risk in 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 the NCAA to 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 play around with the end of a game. Yeah. But this I like. You know, they want to, plus yeah. they want to draw fans in. Like you're not you don't need to draw fans in NCAA games. That's the added excitement. Yeah. It Keeps it close. You right. know, it's always gonna be close, and right. it's always gonna be a fight. You know, you can yeah. watch the last four minutes of an NCAA game and you know who's gonna win. You know, I mean, it's, it's not right. even close. So.
3: Well, I mean, it's a basketball tournament in the middle of the summer, right? So it's going to naturally get fans anyway. But when you add little nuances like that, I think it brings a little bit extra to it. And I think I'm. I mean, there's the reason why last year, what it was, two million dollars is prize money. I think this tournament, mm-hmm. you've seen, you've seen ex-NBA players in this tournament this year. Maybe it's because of the quarantine and everything that's been going on. But I, I feel like this tournament's getting bigger. It's not something that's going to go away. So. It's I enjoy the UMA kind of for every
1: this.
3: Year. Yeah, 100%. You I'm
1: know, right more, with more you. and more NBA guys. You get a lot of good pros that, you know, everybody's familiar with the alumni teams and maybe some big college players. But the thing I like about TBT is you have guys that you've never even heard of that, you know, nope. maybe they played at a small school or didn't get the media attention when they were in college. And, you know, they go overseas for a few years and they're really good. Yeah. You know? So that's that's one thing that I like about the TBT too. But um, I like the yeah, alumni yeah. teams.
2: I like the alumni teams. I like the feel of them. Yeah. It kind of brings back kind of a little bit old school feel, even when you see like an Aaron Kraft out there, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Kraft's (laughs) done now, baby. That was his last game.
2: Yeah.
3: That's what he says, right?
1: Yeah. Hey. Defensive pass and couldn't hit threes. It would be nice if this tournament
3: grew big enough to be able to just have all alumni teams. I don't think we're there right now. And you get these teams like overseas elite, Mm-hmm. Joe Johnson and some of these other guys, I mean, even the team that heard that ended up upsetting today. I mean, that was their first game, but that was a good team. It had a lot of really good, like, ex-basketball, you know, players as far as college. Kyle Wiltshire, some of these other guys. Uh, Tony Roten who played in the NBA. So, I mean, they're definitely getting a lot of big name, bigger names. It's just I- – I would love to get to a point where it was just all alumni, but I just – definitely not there yet.
1: Al- so- Elmore is an American hero. He's going out there. He's the every man. He's about 30 pounds overweight. <laughs> he's balding. He's going out there and he's hitting three. So that's all of that guy.
3: Oh, yeah. That dude is, he's living large right now. Him and his brother. Oh, yeah. For, for sure.
1: It's got to be a fun ride for them. He said, oh, yeah. I guess he said if he wins, he's going to take his team to Vegas for a good time. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it. is awesome. Love it. <laughs>
2: So we talked about Aaron Kraft. He said he's done. You know, Divendorf seems like he seems that his tank never goes. You know, three quarters. But uh, how many? Right. How much longer do you think he's got? I guess he's going to go back to Detroit and that try to coach. And what do you think?
1: That guy's like a fine wine, man. I know. He, he just gets better and better with time. Like he he was saying in the the presser. I guess I guess he's been a vegan. Yeah, for he the past two or three years. Yeah. yeah
2: a vegan and diet he no. says it
1: helps you know like keeping him so he's not as sore and it reduces inflammation and uh he really swears by it but uh it sounds no, awful. like blackwell was saying he he stays in good shape so that wasn't really a concern for him coming in and you know obviously he looks great he's still a competitor you you love to see him get out there and he's yeah. he's as competitive as ever man he's I th- i think he could he could keep doing it for a few more years i think he wants to as well
3: yeah i mean it's only a couple games right it's only a couple weeks sure. and during the summer i mean and how about Bayheim coming on and how he talked about how he's been down in the basement doing battles with his son and and stuff like that like i love that that's great and only i can only hope that maybe he teaches buddy a little something something too to add to his game for next year
1: kid can, can i just say i love how much jim Bayheim comes on and True, true to form, as stubborn and as competitive as ever, and, you know, like something to prove. He's like, huh, people say I'm too old. I can't get out there. Well, we'll see. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Jim am not, not going to be daunted by a virus. You know, yeah, exactly. Determined.
2: Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's what, 73, right? 75? 75? 75.
3: 75? Okay. Yeah. yeah, but did that surprise any Syracuse fan?
2: Hell no, <laughs> but but people who don't no. follow Syracuse that are watching there are like, man, this guy, this guy just doesn't change. You know, it's yeah. crazy. <clears throat> My whole life that guy's been coaching Syracuse. My whole life. Yep. It's all awesome. Of I, well, yeah, Trevor, all of our lives. Well, yeah, it's all of our lives. Since I'm the old one here. Um, All right, well, what do you think about sideline cancer, uh, James? We uh, I mentioned to you last night, you got back with me today, but I don't know how many people know about Diamond Stone, which is a great name. Um, you know, we thought Giovanni Heater was a great name, but Diamond Stone. So big guy, six eleven, two fifty five. 255, injured
1: sore foot. Yeah, yeah. he, he was a big guy. Um, he had a good first-round game for them. But in the presser today, uh, Ryan Blackwell said as far as he knows, he has a torn or a, a ruptured Achilles, and he will not be playing. So uh, he didn't sit with him last game, so I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't expect to see him if that's the case. Obviously, uh, which which is a big relief for Bayheim's army, obviously, because, you know, I mean, I think Dante did a fine job on Isaac Haas, but uh, Diamond Agreed. Stone would be a little bit tougher of a matchup for him, just because I don't think uh, no, Isaac Haas is a really nice. physical big man. I think he's more of like a finesse player down there. So I think they kind of dodge a bullet there, you know, not only because of that and the the rebounding out of the 2-3 zone, but, you know, you really do have limited capacity at the center now because you have Dante in there and then you have Will Raymond in there, both guys a little bit undersized, and you really only have, you know, 12 fouls to work with, which, you know, it sounds like a lot, but when you only have two guys down there, uh, it's really, it's really not. So you don't want to play the foul game, and uh, you know, God forbid, one or two of those guys fall out, and you got to play somebody else at the center. So um, I, I think that's a big, uh, you know, they dodged a bullet there with yeah. not having to worry about him. But there are some other guys on that team they do have to worry about.
2: Well, tell us about him, James. I didn't do my research. I just called you.
1: I didn't do much research myself, but <laughs> what just... I can say, spitballing is. Uh, they got a guy, Marcus Keene, who's a really tough guard. Uh, he's really quick. He can get into the lane. He can shoot it. He can create. Uh, fun story, actually. He, he's from Texas, so him and John Gillen are familiar with one another, uh, no uh, so kidding. that should be fun to watch. And they have Jamal Artis as well from Pittsburgh, who you guys might remember. Yep. Uh, he's been a zone killer in the past, You know, kind of yep. getting to that short corner. You know, How many times did he get it? Know eight to ten feet in the short corner and bury a jumper or the high post. So yeah, free throw uh, line. Yep, that's definitely a guy they got to worry about, especially if they're going zone tomorrow.
2: Well, what do you think? You got you got Syracuse has three games to win to get in the championship. I think it's possible, but it's not going to be easy. And obviously, you know, you got to deal with when would they possibly play overseas elite? Would that be? I mean, that wouldn't be for the championship, would I
1: th- it? I think it would be a back-to-back if they...
2: Yeah, if they won... If they, if they win Saturday, they got to play Sunday. Yeah. And then the championship is on Tuesday.
1: Right. Yeah, it so, would be over. It would be overseas. Elite.
2: Okay, that's why. So, okay.
1: they're playing it, the unless, winner. Hey, unless America's team wants to pull the upset. Yeah, that's true.
3: Heard that, yeah. So, yeah, this team is... I mean, I watched the first game a little bit of it, and... Uh, other than Marcus Keene, uh, they got another shooting guard, Morris Creek, who's pretty tall, and, and he he's pretty good. And they also got Remy Abel, um, a uh, shoot, shooting guard from Xavier, and he kind of lit it up in the three-point line as well. Uh, the good thing is, is, again, like to what James alluded, is having um, Diamond out. Uh, I mean, that just, that helps tremendously. Their next tallest guy is 6'9", so it's it's going to be kind of a, a fair match between what we're going up against now. He is averaging 11.5 points. I believe it's Eric Thomas, 6'9", is the backup center. and He is averaging 11.5 rebounds, and he is very active on the boards, so got to watch out for him as far as offensive rebounds and stuff. But um, they're not that deep, and hopefully it's, it's something that we can, can get past. But again, to, to James' point, Jamel Artis, as long as he was on Pittsburgh uh, we we had we struggled to beat them. Yeah, he just made jump shots all over the place. He found the open spots and he just buried mid-range jumpers all day long and if you don't think that he's going to have some type of uh you know, talking to the team and the coach and trying to <laughs> let them know how to beat Syracuse, then you're sadly mistaken.
1: Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. So
3: it's going to be interesting cuz they got great guards and
1: uh, and Jamel Artis is that X factor, I believe. See, Joe's on the
2: scout, man. Joe knows. Yeah, and you heard a man typing it back there. So <laughs> oh. he doesn't. Qu- he does a lot of stuff on the fly, bro. He comes here. He, he he This is what's amazing about Joe. This is this is just my this is my blowing smoke up his butt. Uh, <laughs> tell Joe what we're talking about, and he'll get on, and I'll try to intro things and and talk, and he'll be typing away, and boom, he just they, that's, it. that's it. He doesn't prepare at all. He just has his laptop there. If he needs to look something up, he does. So, hey, hey look at this, James. What do you think about that? Think I about prepare. Somewhere?
1: Why? Why prepare if uh, you know you can just get the info on the fly like that? Right. You improvise that well. Why do you need to prepare? No. Um, yeah, land shark. That's great. <laughs> People <laughs> keep listening in. Sean just put up a land shark to the to the camera. So that's that's what he's
2: doing. Um, and Joe's making And James has got James has got lemon water.
1: Yep. It's Boom. excellent.
2: Hey, if I'm drinking anything but beer, it's usually lemon water.
1: That's it. the best thing for you. Cleanses you your liver.
2: Drink. So if you drink beer, lemon water. Just rotate yep. them and you'll be all set. So That's how it um, you had Malachi Richardson on. It was, a, it was a pretty entertaining interview. Got some insight into, into the TBT. So they go in there. They're basically quarantined within the walls of this place, right? Um, where do they play? Do they travel from the ho through, from a hotel to uh, arena?
1: Is- so they are playing in Columbus, Ohio, uh, a nationwide arena, and they're all staying at a nearby hotel. Which yes, they're they're quarantined in. They're not allowed to leave. Um, they're they're fed meals. Uh, they have limited options, according to Malachi. Um, testing very frequently. There is a small space that they can go outside and relax, but they're not allowed to, uh, officially leave the, leave the premises. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're tested frequently and they're, they're not really allowed to go anywhere else so long as they're still in the tournament.
2: Where can they practice?
1: Oh, that's, that's a good question. I don't know if they're, they're actually practicing in a, you know, like a spare gym or like an auxiliary gym somewhere in nationwide arena. But, you know, admittedly for, for that, I'm not, I'm not admittedly sure where they do practice. Yeah.
2: Um, I just thought it was interesting how Malachi was saying he was—he had to be in his room for 24 hours straight, waiting for—I well, I, assume—waiting for his test results and stuff like that. Is that what it all was, or just to? You
3: can only assume that, right? right.
1: Well, he—he he got there a day early, oh, okay. uh, before everybody else. So, if that's what it is, you know, he—he he got there early. So, um, but yeah, I mean, once you know, initially, once they're waiting for their test results. Uh, can't go anywhere, can't do anything, so yeah, they really are in a bubble there,
2: and the, and the last thing you want to do is like, like he said, you know, be that guy that slips up at some right. point and then all of a sudden test positive. And let's be honest, they can test negative going in there and got infected with something a week before they arrived and have it show up in you know, maybe even a few days from now. so might sure. you know what I mean, so chances are while they're there they're not going to contract anything or it's going to linger for what two weeks or whatever. So anyways, it's just interesting and he talked about I thought it was interesting how he talked about the fans and we wondered about this for the for the players and he mentioned it like he got to come up with your own energy because the fans aren't yep. there. And that's the main thing I think as a player but like he said once you get playing, you're playing. And they're not even thinking about it, but you aren't you aren't getting that extra boost from the crowd. And as we all know, uh, Syracuse fans travel, Um, not to mention, you know, if this was in a normal setting, we would have had a a spot at, you know, in Syracuse, you know, for for the first bit of that. So anyway, um, I guess they do a good job of he said they do a good job of blocking it off and whatnot, making you feel like, um, you know. You're not Like in some huge arena That's completely empty
1: Basically Yeah even on TV It looks good You know just kind of How they blocked Everything yeah. off And yeah. put up the ads And the banners <laughs> Of the, the previous winners they, they did a really good job With all that
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Make it feel like An
1: AAU game Yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it kind it it of it is It kind of yeah. has Like a little <laughs> AAU Or like yep. You know Conference tournament Feel to it The way that it's set up With a hotel nearby and it, it really does look like that
2: I was hoping yeah. to hear He's A little bit more let him play too Yeah Yeah
3: Rest, let them play.
2: I was hoping to hear a little more on the floor type stuff, but they must kind of filter some of that out, I think.
1: There's been, like, the audio cutting in and out. I don't know if that's just like a...
2: It's like a pickup thing.
1: Yeah, I I don't really, you know, I don't know how that that really works, if it's, like, you know, an audio problem or if they're actually cutting stuff out. But uh, I, I noticed that a little bit. The audio kind of cuts in and out. So, um... Switch
2: gears here real quick. I'm going to blindside you with some football stuff. Uh, the Big Ten, they they said um, <laughs> they're they're they're, <laughs> uh, they're only going to play in conference. So, uh, Joe, is that does that worry you at all as far as um, people following? So, yeah, hundred percent. So, yes. I mean, what do we do? We just fill with conference well, there was games. there rumors obviously. about
3: the Patriots, Patriot League, right. right? Then the Ivy sure. League goes, and then yeah. boom, bang, this happens. And it's like, uh, now you got a big boy that did it. So, and now you got to look at it like based upon Patriot League, Ivy League, Big Ten, you can wipe away our Colgate can, can game. I add, you can, can wipe away our Rutgers game. What's the difference, There's though?
2: Two... What's the difference, though? And what's the, and I'm not being a wise guy. I'm being serious. What's the thought process behind it?
3: I think if I had to reasonably think about it, I think it's a situation where normally you have more non-conference games earlier. So maybe it gives you a little bit more time to prepare.
2: Oh, so we're not going to fill the schedule. We're we're getting rid of them. We're going to go down to six games.
3: Yeah, but I say that, but Boston college is our first game. So,
2: okay. (laughs) Right.
3: I mean, normally the earlier games are more of your non-conference games, but, um, I don't really, I don't know what the benefit is. I, I, and maybe James, you guys, I know this is new, but I mean, you'd figure if they were nervous about playing at all, then they wouldn't play at all versus just conference. Right. These are
2: these teams. These schools are in different States all over the country. I mean,
1: yeah, it's uh, you know, I think we're one step closer to not having a football season this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think that's really what it is. Um, you know, I hate to be like the bearer of bad news there, but I, I think these guys are going to try to do everything they can. You know, obviously we know that uh, football is the big money maker for these schools, right? And without a football season this year, there's going to be um, a really big ripple effect throughout college athletics as a whole because so many of these athletic departments rely on that football money to fund all, all their other programs. We've already seen cuts. Uh, we've already seen other players that are coming back for workouts test positive. So there's still a lot that we don't know. Um, you know, you look at schools that are opening up on the whole, um, you know, some, some have said that, uh, they're going to operate online. Some have said, uh, there's talk about doing partially online, um, partially on campus, but like, you know, it kind of brings in the contradiction. Well, if you're not going to have regular students on campus, how can you have student athletes on campus? Right. Um, so, so there's a lot, you know, there's a lot involved in, in this, but as for Syracuse specifically, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's still technically on the table, but um, you know, I, w- I would be surprised if we did get, we're, we're definitely not getting a normal college football season. That's already off the table. Oh yeah. Um, but, but I would be surprised if we got you know, a college football season this year. And, and to your point, no. why, I,
2: why I fear the same thing, you know, is because of my main, the point I brought up, like, what's the difference? Like, okay, if, 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 if the big Ten's going to play the big 10 and the Patriot League's going to play the Patriot league and the ACC is going to play the ACC, then they're all, they all have obviously been following all s- protocol that they're all following. They should all be following in the same way. And yeah. why, then what's the difference? Why can't you right. intermingle? What's the difference? You're already intermingling. It's different States. You know, you got New York playing South Carolina. I mean, right. Well, so I mean, it's scary. It's, it scary. Like, it's scary. It's
3: scary. You're looking at, it like, as far as Rutgers goes. Look how, I mean, it's New Jersey and New York, right? Same thing as Colgate. If sure. these things go right. through, uh, those are probably the two closest teams in proximity that Syracuse plays all year, and we're not going to play them because of this rule, right? But we're still going to go and play Georgia Tech, and we're going to go play Clemson, all these other teams, right? So Florida. And then going, and right, and going to James's point, you know. It's just kind of how it's par for the course of what everything's going, right? So if you can make money for an organization, then you're deemed an essential student, right? You're deemed an essential, <laughs> essential student. The unpaid student-athletes that makes the school money is an essential student that yeah. can come on campus, right? All of so, a sudden, they're
2: exposed.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things where you never really know where where they're going to stop, like you said, and that's why I think eventually – this, this big boy conference came up and they said, okay, we're doing this. I expect every other conference to eventually follow with sec probably being last. And <laughs> I guess they're the only thing I can think of is you take away the nine conference games and you push back all the other games, maybe gain another month and
2: see and I, I,
3: just do I your conference. I, I don't know the reasoning. I, I don't, it does, doesn't make any sense. They didn't really explain it that well when they actually broke the news today as far as reasoning. So, Oh, again, that just alludes to me. And what James said is that this just another step where it's, everyone's going to follow suit and then it's going to be the next step. And then there's going to be no football
2: oh, and then or pretty do soon, we do it in
3: the spring? Right.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, well, you know, or earlier in the summer instead of early fall, you do it mid summer or something. It's too late for that though. Let's, let's be honest. If you're going to pull that switch or flip that switch, you do it at the beginning of August. You're already making plans for that. Or mid-July, right. for crying out loud. You know, could be two weeks away at this point. Should be if they were right. going to do it. So it's probably not going to happen. Like you said, James, um, you just crushed everybody with the truth. The truth hurts sometimes. We're that much yep. closer to not watching football this year, right. basically. And then what comes after and football, guys? What what comes well, during football?
3: <laughs> basketball.
2: Okay. Right. And that's indoors. And the, cru-
3: the, well, and the crux of it, too, is, is you say, well, we have to decide, is there going to be no, if there's, if we decide there's no football, then all of a sudden you have to go into, okay, well, what are we going to do for all these students?
2: Oh, wait, they're going to get another year. Yeah. Another year.
3: Well, right. So <laughs> it, this, this poses so many questions that it's, there's so many variables that affect so many different people that it's hard to sure. come up with the best answer.
2: Yeah. Well, um, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, I, I don't know if anything outside should be, Canceled. i know contact sport and everything but um I don't know i think it sucks i think it well, sucks only so time' will tell <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know but all i know is i'm a lot less confident after today i know I'm with you all right uh that's all I got james thanks buddy thanks for coming on in short notice man i appreciate it hey,
1: anytime uh you know i love coming on and it's it's a lot of fun to just come and talking and spitball with you guys so Uh, always, always a pleasure. Anytime you know that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We love having you on James. What do you think? Prediction, prediction for the game on Saturday.
1: Uh, I think Bayheim's army gets it done on Saturday. Uh, I don't know that they can get it done against overseas elite, Uh, (laughs) but Hey, you never know. I heard that might pull the upset and uh, Malachi said himself that they feel pretty confident they're going to get to that championship game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. No. Hey,
3: I like the other I like the way the other side of that bracket's looking right now.
1: It's not as strong as our strong side. Down. Yeah.
3: Right. I mean, House of Pain's pretty solid, but you got Brotherly Love who got through with, you know, uh, a team getting getting knocked out. So there's our, there's a couple good teams, but I don't see it. I mean, Marquette's team is pretty good too. That's a solid team, uh, alumni team. So and what's the other one? Red Scare, Dayton. They were playing yeah. pretty good as well. So we'll see. But nothing has really got anything on overseas elite right now.
2: Per the usual. <laughs> Thanks again, James. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thank you to Armchair Media. Thanks to uh, Manscaped. And thanks batonline.ag. For Joe and James tonight, I'm Sean.
0: We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.
1: thanks you Beheim's army would get smoked by overseas elite